the Dublin shot with your favorite cousins. I've had lots of glucose. No, not really. That was last week. Hey, how are you, cuz? Hey, I am going really well. Really well. I had to drag it out because you were late to our recording. Yeah, well, that's life. You. That's life, isn't it, <laughs> mate? You will, you will notice that in in two or three months' time that you are no longer early for anything. I've noticed you've got a lot of spew on on most of your shirts as well. Like, would it kill you to wash them every now and then, <laughs> mate? Honestly, it's no. There's no point. Like, I, I, <laughs> I yeah. you stink. At there the, is a point, but there is a point. No, at, at, at the start, I'm kidding. I get spewed on and and I'd take every shirt off. But then you just, you literally, you go through two, three shirts a day. So it's just not worth it. If 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 Davey spews on me as I'm walking out in the morning, I kind of just roll with it now. You'll be you'll be thinking tw- twice about the two for deals, two for ones. <laughs> Toofers. Well, yeah. uh, if you didn't listen to our podcast last week and you don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, this is a very, very much a, a maternity leave focused, or that was sort of where the the crux of this came from. I'm currently 28 weeks pregnant, um, and James is uh, sitting on a five month old kid and yep. a very, very much a new life with a lot of spew. So we <laughs> thought this is overcooked, but we've got a bit of a I guess two minds in some sense because because you've gone through it the last, you could even say 12 months when you knew you were having a baby to then actually going on maternity leave and, and now being five months ahead, whereas yep. I've had the shift of mm-hmm. going, oh, jeez, like, this is reality now. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you, so and we're talking about it through a financial lens as different from parenting because I'm certainly absolutely. no way qualified to give the no. other form of advice, purely <laughs> a financial Nobody lens. Nobody is. Nobody Purely is, financial I think. lens, but also it's not our steez. We we we'll just stick to the num- the the numbers, the dollars. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. Oh, yes, there's a lot to think about. Um, there is, particularly for uh, for the the mother because, uh, well, for both. But well, like well, no, for, for, for both. the for 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 the mother, you know, it is a little bit more involved in the early days, in the in, in just the early early parts. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think the point we want to make on on this is that um, this can also this is obviously maternity paternity. But JB made a really good point that if you're going on sort of like having a planned surgery, uh, and you know you're going to be yeah. out of action for four to, to six weeks, even maybe longer, um, you could apply some of these things that we're going to talk about today. Wow. Yeah, we're, um, and I've got a friend who's gone away for three months at the moment. So wow. even, even yeah. in that context as well. Yeah. Jeez, lucky them, lucky them. Um, I suppose I've, I've tried to break this into three parts for us, Cuz. Um, number one is sort of managing your costs and considering your costs <clears throat> ahead of time. Uh, number two is planning your income. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to know your costs to then plan your income accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then I thought we'd just do a bit of a like a being aware of um, your investments and, and additional considerations that aren't in your daily, monthly, weekly, whatever expenses, mm-hmm. but you know, things that you need to be aware of. I'd say most of our listeners are either property owners or or aspiring to be property owners. And there's a lot of things that I speak to property owners about who have not considered in one second uh, in the lead up to maternity leave or, or a period of leave without pay, which, um, which hurts me a little bit. So I've put that in the last segment, things to consider without mm. a shadow of a doubt. But I want to ask you, before we kick off first mm. segment, did you and Han sit down early on in Han's pregnancy? Because Han is exceptionally organised, uh, very diligent human being. Did mm-hmm. you do it early? Did you do it late or did you – what did you guys do? 
Well, I think you, you, you're talking about it in two contexts. In, in the early days, before you say try or start trying, if, you know, if it's not sort of a real surprise for you, uh, yeah. you're probably asking, uh, 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 you know, are we ready from a, from a, you know, career perspective, from, you know, a, a, a lifestyle perspective, a financial perspective. So, so you're asking all, all, all those questions. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we, we like, say, uh, June 2022 was when we sort of um, found out, or maybe it was July. No, it was July. July 2022 was when we found out. So, yeah, at that point, then we sat down and, and you know, kind of we already had a budget, we're already in the discipline of, say, a budget. And okay. then, yeah, you look at it, well, if you take out a, an income, what does it look like and how do we, you know, mm-hmm. how do we make it work? The interesting thing for us was that the interest rates were like zero uh, pretty much at, at that time. Like I think we'd had so one true. or two rate rises. They weren't so, of any concern. They so, were no concern. Well, it was like, it was like yeah, we're sweet. And then <laughs> like as, oh. you know, Bub got closer in March, it was like... Might have to um, might, might have to move a few things around here. Huh? <laughs> you literally <laughs> might have experienced to. consecutive rate rises, <laughs> and then you've had your baby in March. And yeah, like I, I, obviously, I'm oh, saying true. this. I'm saying this from the uh, a very privileged point of view of like uh, you know. So I'm not. I'm not for one moment saying that you know. Like it's a privileged perspective of you know. Well, think about holidays, and you know, it's not like we're you know, like the essentials were, you know, but but like some of your luxuries, you're thinking, oh, yeah, maybe we've got to just pair things back a little bit, you know, like um, and uh, probably totally. the main one was like had in mind at the time that we'd do a lot of travel whilst um, had little bub, like I'd take time off and was that's just been a bit harder because interest rates are, are high and you're managing mm. one income. And I was going to say, you haven't really done that. You haven't really done that, no. No. And what about you? Oh, look, I've, uh, I've got to admit I... I mean, I'm over six and a half months pregnant now, but I probably didn't really think about the financial side of things until about four weeks ago. So sort of the five-month mark. More because, I I don't know, like I think for me it's been um, like I'm a habitual saver, same as you. So it's been like I've always had a little bit of money on the side, never been on the bare bones of of my ass. I've obviously got a sensational job. But Mm. for me, it was more of a a mental shift into actually shifting the use of that savings away Mm. from investing, Mm. uh, which sounds crazy. But, I mean, I'm nearly 31. Um, It's like if you've been saving quite diligently for 10 years like, like I have, it's a big mental shift to go, Oh well, you you may actually have to use part of those savings for like something that doesn't give you a, a return, um, financially yeah. speaking. Financially speaking, and I reckon I mean, Han, kid, I reckon Han, could make a lot of money one day, and I, I you know might get a portion of it. I reckon Han is will listen to this, and she will certainly empathise because yep. Han's like a massive saver, really frugal. You know, like yeah. just watches it all, and yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the reality for my, for mm. a lot of people. I think. Mm. So, if anything, cuz because I thought about all of this late in the piece, con- considering, um, although sitting on some savings, if anything, yep. this podcast is for me. Selfishly, <laughs> <laughs> Alex organising her own thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, let's roll up the sleeves and maybe we'll start at the beginning. <laughs> what? what um, What's the first thing that you 
should do or are doing in your situation? Okay, so you you really got to... It's a bit of a gruelling, uh, yeah, f- cold, cold experience. But I haven't done a proper, proper budget in a long time and it's because I've managed to save or I've diligently saved about 20% mm. of my income when, whenever I'm paid for, for the mm. last 10 years, like I said. But you've got to... To know what you need income-wise um, or to know your exposure, mm. if you will, um, to, to use an investment word, um, you've got to understand your costs ahead of time. Um, so it's a reverse engineering. Uh, I hate to say it. I'm really sorry if you don't want to hear this, but you as a single parent um, or in a partner, coupleship, you've got to sit down and you've got to figure out your expenses, <laughs> your monthly and your yearly. Uh, if you've never done this yeah. before, if nothing else, it will be an amazing and very interesting process for you. Because pour, pour yourself a cup of coffee, your one <laughs> cup of coffee a day, or or if you're not pregnant and it's in fact you're thinking about going away for for a little while, maybe yeah. crack open a bottle of red and <laughs> uh, buckle buckle in. Absolutely. Um, but you just got to sit down and you've, you've got to figure out your budget. Now, so that you don't forget things, uh, because it's really easy to do, I, I like to split it up into two parts. You've got your fixed expenses, so your fixed costs, if you will, right? So that might be like your your monthly home loan, your, your weekly rent, whatever. Things that are sort of like always front of mind because you're always paying them. Mm-hmm. Might be your phone bill, your electricity bills, whatever. They're your fixed costs. But then you've also got your variable costs. And these are the things that we often forget about. So like your car rego, it's friggin', it's friggin' expensive down here in Victoria, way more expensive than you guys up in Queensland, especially mm. if you're paying for the, the 12 monthers. Mm. It's like 800 bucks. Um, mm. Servicing your car, obviously when you've got bubs, it's going to be much more important for you. You might not want to, you know, skirt around the 12 monthly service cuz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then things like maybe your your home insurance. If you mm-hmm. pay the the one-off yearly because it's cheaper than the monthly, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to forget about that. So I've actually shamelessly plugged you here. There's two awesome budgeting applications um, or, or um, guiders, if you will. One, mm-hmm. government, money smart. Two... Bulletproof Investing, the budgeting tool that you created. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so like think, works for me. Yeah. <laughs> so my point, and I know you, you're being really kind and letting me just go off, go off here because you know it's my it's my current problem, not yours. Um, you got to go figure out figure out the monthly costs. Figure out mm. your monthly costs, and I think what I've learned is you've just got to. Basically, figure out your costs for much longer than you think you'll take off. Because if, you, mm. if you're not sure like me, I don't know if I'm going to take off. Three months, six, I don't really know. I don't know. Um, and I'm not prepared to fix myself into anything. You just got to put it up to more than, than you need, I think. Well, and, and, and I found that it was not so much looking at what we're spending now, but what will we, what will we be spending and, you know, that, that applies whether, say, it is paternity, maternity, where you're going to have to think about, you know, will your costs go up? Will that will they go down? Mm. Um, if you're going away, travelling, are you, you know, you, are you going to spend more? 
maybe you'll spend less, you know, than than, exactly. than what you do at home. Depends where you're traveling to, I guess. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta put that lens on it as well if you if you're doing some sort of forward planning. Mm. Uh, I have found I have found that like the spending is similar, but it's spent different ways. Like you, you're not you don't have the time to do as much yes. socializing or entertainment, yep. but your like staples are expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're now going to buy wet wipes and nappies, which, you know, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I previously wasn't buying wet wipes or nappies. So <laughs> that's a new thing. Um, 100%, you know. 100%. You're so right though. It's like it's like when you're working, you, you know, like you're in a really big work phase and like you've got two or three massive work weeks and you're just working nonstop and you save so much more money because you spend significantly mm. less being mm. preoccupied, if you will, mm. which I guess maybe is, is quite similar to baby. I was going to ask you though, is mm. there anything that jumped out at you as being way more expensive or, or way cheaper than you thought? Um... Probably a better question for him, but, but well, like I'm sure so much, so much, so much, so much of that stuff you buy up front, right? Like you, you try and buy that before baby comes. But yeah, mate, prams, prams are expensive. But I will say that they are an investment because <laughs> baby needs to sleep off you. So I almost fell over when I think when I learned how much our pram costs. But it is a serious investment that pays a good return. I'm just, I've just copied you. I've just, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, James and Hannah have got it. Yeah, cool. And we, and we, just, and we just copied our friend Deegs because he <laughs> like researches four things before he buys and calls around no. to get the best deals. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't so, be bothered. I rely on others' research. <laughs> Deegs paying it forward to you. Thanks, Deegs. Yeah, it's uh, come all the way through to me. So thank you for that. But I, I guess, I guess um, that's kind of a funny point where like you can really leverage your uh, your baby registry to get all the like high expensive mm. items mm. <laughs> or like get people to chip in for those kinds of things. But yeah, look, I think number one, just sit down and, and do the annoying, ugly thing that no one wants to do, which is manage your costs and, and figure out your, your costs ahead of time very much like you would a budget. All right. So where to next? We've figured out what is going to be going out. <laughs> I'm imagining at some point we're going to try and figure out what might come in. Yeah, I th- yeah, absolutely. The income, hence income. In it Incoming. Comes. <laughs> yeah, planning your income. Um, look, sorry if this is really obvious to some, but I think it it more like you know something to keep front of mind if if you want to use this podcast as a bit of a a tick box sort of exercise going through the. Maternity leave, parental leave, uh, but obviously, number one, check your eligibility for government parental leave um, and segueing off that, find out what your workplace offers in, in form of maternity leave or, or paternity leave, depending mm. on who, who the breadwinner is here um, or, you know, who has a better paternity leave policy, p- parental leave policy, mm. I should say. Mm. Might not just necessarily be the, the breadwinner might have no policy um, and therefore... Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and and couple of couple of people that we deal with, Cam, Peter, uh, both have taken paternity leave uh, either at the same time or or even after uh, as well. On. So they've planned it for from that perspective to help with childcare mm. and and some of those things that come later. Oh, that's very smart, actually. That's mm. very smart. Um, anyway, so, keep going. I interrupted. Well, 
No, no, that, that was a very good reason to interrupt. Um, and that's a good idea, actually, using it later when you're using or starting to pay for childcare. Very smart, mm. very smart. Uh, so, look, I, I know that there's government parental leave, right, but I haven't actually looked it up in great detail and I've also learned that it's it's changed right? and it does change sort of like year to year, especially alongside inflation and stuff like that. But the government parental leave pay is up to 100 days or 20 weeks whilst you care for your child, um, which is like pretty amazing, you know. Uh, and I had a look to have a have a little peeksy poos on actually what the threshold is to be eligible for this. And I found this quite interesting. Um, so to get parental leave pay, you must be an individual adjusted taxable income of either, you must have, sorry, uh, in the 2021 to 2022 financial year, you can't have earned more than 156000 And then in the 2022 to 2023 financial year, which is the one we've just, just waved goodbye to, you can't have earned more than 168000 Now, there's like, you know, a couple more numbers on the end there, but better, better for us to round out. Now, if as an individual you are over these thresholds, but you're the one obviously going on leave and therefore you won't be receiving 100% of this. Um, You can then go into the family income test, which is if um, if you and your partner are up to $350,000 in the applicable financial year, which as a partnership actually makes a lot more sense because if you're the one going on leave with the higher pay, you can actually still tap into the parental leave. Did you know about that, Kels? Uh, only because we've just gone gone through it. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing worth noting, which Han would want me to point out, is Please there's do. a big delay between when you apply what? and when you get it paid. So, no like, way. Han's still waiting for her first payment, and um, but but she had like three months of. You know, so so like she's had two months now since Davy was born, where the pay hasn't come in. You get paid eventually, but and they'll back pay. Yes, it, but like there can be a bit of a gap as well that you got to plan for. That it might not arrive Very on day one, but mind you, Han maybe applied when Davy was two months old. So if oh. you sort of apply early, that was my next question. Yeah, if you apply Ooh. early, um, mm. but yeah, it takes them takes them at least two or three months to apply to um, process everything. Process. Well, okay, so very good note. Apply early, very, very important. Okay, so that's the government bang, set aside. You'll figure out pretty quickly if you're eligible or not, right? You and your partner sit down and as James says and Hannah would have said, apply as early as you can. Now, of course, you've got to go to your workplace. Um, See if they've got a a payment policy outside the government. Um, So see how you can use both government and workplace to your advantage. A lot of mums sort of do a bit of a... um, like, you know, if you, for example, if your workplace will pay you 100% of your income but only for three months, see if you can split that to 50% of your income over six months and then also get the, the government pay as well. Um, lots of, like, different nifty ways you can, you know, restructure it to suit you and, and get the, the most amount, or I shouldn't say the most amount, but get the most consistent amount over the longest period of time because I think, you know, you can always bring it back um, but it's harder to sort of spread it out. So, you know, work on six months, not three, or work on nine months, not six, for example, like I said before. 
I think, you know, you've got to have really open conversations with your employer as well. And I think, you know, we've got to remember that we're allowed to ask questions. You know, we're not, you know, it's not always that we're going to get the answer yes, but it's really just it makes sense for any parent or someone that's going on or, or planning maternity leave to ask the questions of their employer. I wrote down a few here, if if I may, Kaz. Yeah, go for it. Um, can I spread my commission payments over maternity leave if um, if I bank them whilst I'm working? You know, you might have 20, 30 grand of, of commission payments that you'd normally get now. But if you know you're going on mat leave, can I, you know, can I spread them for over that period of time? So I still got an income. Um, I wrote this one down because it's, it's interesting and it's off topic lately. Can I use my sick leave down to 10 days given that I can't take, you know, sick leave if I leave the company or, you know, you don't get paid for it. It's not like annual leave. Mm. Sick leave accrues for every year you're, you're in the company. Mm. Uh, so very interesting way to look at it, slightly different. Mm. It's good to sit down with your employee. You might even change their policy or create their policy. Mm. And then what my girlfriend Ripper has done, she had so much leave. This girl needs to go on a holiday. She needs to take a leaf out of my booklet, Ripper. Um, she's uh, taken one to two days of leave um, as paid leave during during her sort of like maternity stint. So some of that she loaded up front and she had a bit of like mm. um, maternity policy and then when she sort of ran out of that policy, she started to eat into some of her leave. So she's mm. actually getting leave because she's um, – so getting paid because she's got a lot of paid leave, um, but she's also able to spend a little bit more time with uh, with young Jack. So um, oh, yeah. I thought they were very Obviously interesting points. Not not an option for you, but um, good to know. <laughs> hey, no, no, yeah. I'm in the negative. I'm in the negative league. Do you, do you guys take sick pay? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, what about your investments? That that's probably the last kind of r- remaining thing, right? Is yes. is then the investments? Well, like I feel like I've hogged all of this. Do you do you want to kick off at all? No, well, I guess it's no, no different, I- you know, and I know that, that for example, with my budget uh, and, and the Bulletproof one that's online, I, I sort mm. of just apply the same um, me- method, you know, to look at the incomings, yeah. the outgoings, how much they're costing, you know, and then and then the benefit, um, you know, is that if, you, if you've got property, you know, you can do something like a tax variation, uh, yeah. which might help to, you know, ease the burden. Um, you know, I know that you... You know, depending on at what time in the financial year you're having a baby, you know, yeah. you, you might sort of say, well, you know, you're halfway through a financial year, for example, there might be scope to look at a tax variation such that you get that money back early, um, albeit you'd have to be probably quite organised, say, in the last Very six months so. of your your um, uh, your time. But uh, Very much yeah, so. I guess you've got to figure out what is your property cost you. And, and again, it's the lump sums that are the ones that that catch everyone off guard. The insurances, the rates, um, those things that don't just mm. come in or go out every week or month. It's maintenance, you know, trying to get ahead of some of that stuff as best you can and, and leave yourself a buffer ultimately. Totally. Especially those anomaly things like, geez, I've got one of my properties a bit older. Um, it's the anomaly. It's the black sheep in my portfolio and... Uh, had to fix that roof. It cost me fourteen grand last year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not great. Eventually got a lot back in insurance, but I had to fork it out. Right? If that happens when I'm on maternity leave, it's not going to be great. Um, but any hoodles, it's a it's a good thing to know. Yes. So here are the things, cuz I made a note. This is a bit in my notes for a while. Things that 
seem to be missed when people go on maternity leave or, mm. or leave of some description with their properties. They, they completely miss it. They might know what their debt is, what their interest rate is, you know, that their interest rate could go up, you know, that they know what their rent is, they know how. But there's a bunch of things that do completely get missed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number one, and it's a little bit of fiddling around, but, you know, you can figure it out. What are your contributions to a property before and after tax and and how can that be sucked out of your monthly expenses? So, for example, me right now, I uh, don't have a tax variation because it's just not, it's not worked for me for a little bit. I used to have one. But for me, every time I get paid, um, a certain amount of money goes into my like property transaction accounts to cover the shortfall. Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. then I get the lump sum back at the end of the year. Now, if you're making significantly less money, like half your pay or, or you know, perhaps you're going through a period like handed with no income, um, how is that going to affect your ability to th- make the repayments on, on your property? Really important to know because I think we forget about that if it's a bit of a direct debit scenario. Uh, number two, um, actually, sorry, this isn't two, it's, it's 1.1.1, which is do you currently rely on a tax variation to, to cover your property expenses? You know, if you do have a tax variation, how is that going to be affected uh, when your pay does change, your income does change in maternity leave? This is the big one. This is the big one, Cuz. Are you sitting on any fixed interest rates that may switch to variable whilst you're on leave? Because if you've got to, if that switches from fixed, you know, 2%, 2.5%, which a lot of people seem to come up at the end of this year, start of next year that I'm talking to lately, they're going from circa 2% to 6.5%. Yes, you can look at refinancing, but you've got to consider that you're on one income. Mm-hmm. And the bank knows that, you know, you've, 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 you have to declare that you've got bubs now and, and more increased expenses on bubs or that's how they'll calculate you. So you've got to figure out and make a plan for that. And uh, there was a few episodes ago that we talked about coming off a really low fixed rate to a sort of higher variable rate in today's market and, and how to manage that. So maybe pop back to that. But you just got to know it. If you know it, you can plan for it. Similar. Um, point number three here, do you have loan terms ending that could be switching from interest only to principal and interest, which, you know, can in some cases even double uh, your repayments. So you're going to have to look at refinancing that. Yeah. And then I kind of just bit of a, I don't know, like a, I don't know, out there, I just, I just put as a question mark, are any of the transactional accounts for your properties running on the bare bones of their ass? Which basically clicks back into the first point that I made, um, which is yeah. like, you know, are you funding some shortfall and, and if so, how, how are you going to fund those? And the only thing I would sort of add to that is, is yeah, you, you want to make the most of your borrowing capacity, be that to duplicate in a, in advance. Um, obviously, it's six and a half months. You, you're probably not going to do that. But, um, you know, if, if you sort of were, were starting to think about it and plan for it, you 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 could um, do that. And likewise, resetting loans, if you want to reset it on a, say, even a five-year interest-only rate because you might be, say, in and out of the workforce over the next yep. little while, um, good to, to do that as well. So planning around your borrowing capacity. Chock full. There we go, guys. That is uh, unfortunately the rules of the game when you don't have an income or aren't going to be able to prove an income, which is going to impact your ability to grow your portfolio for a short time. 
Look, if I didn't put you to sleep there, thanks for making it through with me. And obviously this uh, topic only applies to those that are interested at the time they're interested. So if you're not right now and you are in two years and you're coming back, thanks for coming back. And I think that the moral of it all, and, and obviously I'll have a bit more to comment on when I'm actually on maternity leave, Cuz, is that the, the better you plan, the less stress that you'll give yes. yourself later, yep. you know. Always. You know, you might not get it perfect, but yep. at least you've planned a bit and, you know, you've got a, a little bit of um, a little bit something-something on the side. And hopefully your kid sleeps like little Davy Fitzgerald. Uh, yes and no. Hey, um, <laughs> it varies. Hey, uh, if we missed anything, please hit us up. We'll cover it in a yeah. later quick shots. Thanks, oh, guys. And, and sorry, no, hang on. One more thing I wanted to say is I've said this before but not for ages. If you need a spreadsheet that just lists all your properties, their interest rates, their their rent returns, their debts, everything, you just want something to have it in one place, we've got that. Pop us an email, we'll shoot it through to you. Yes, you'll have to figure it out a little bit. It's not going to give you the budget of what you need on maternity leave. You've got to figure that out yourself. But at least for your investment properties in your own home, it'll allow you to have it all in one sheet um, right in front of you so that you can plan accordingly, my friends. And I feel like I've talked way too much, so I'm going to leave you to it. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.